0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's
1: Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play, back in Studio B on a Friday. This is how we do it. Brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside everyone's favorite Halloween party planner, Jerome Jordan.
2: Halloween's not one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, holidays. Um, you know, I'm a, more a Jehovah's Witness than a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sometimes when it comes to Halloween. But uh, I am very, very excited. Mahomo, the costume reveal. He is going to come and show us uh, what he is this year. In like 10 minutes, which is very exciting. And if
0: you're not aware of what Tom Homo does on Halloween. Where have you been? Exactly. It is next level. It's amazing. Let me be one of the first to wish my longtime co-host, Jerem Jordan, a happy early
2: birthday. Oh, thanks, man. Tomorrow, Yeah. Turning 23, which is very exciting. I can't believe you (laughs) made it to 23. I'm getting so old, man. Uh, I'm a prime number right now, and I won't be tomorrow. That tells you how old I am. Like uh, Coolio. I'm not going gonna be forty three. I'm not I'm not Ship. Come on, man. What? <laughs> old man Ship. <laughs> Love you, Ship. Like but you're uh, old.
0: Coolio once asked in one of his famous songs, Ever will you live to see twenty four, Jerem?
2: Yeah, man. Well, a few <laughs> years ago I chose to be bitten by a vampire. So stay the vampire. same age, which yep. is awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: fantastic. Thanks, there's, man. There's no better way to celebrate a birthday weekend than with a I, BYU football win.
2: And a volleyball match. I'm calling. I already told Klein's Stocke, I only want one thing for my birthday. Yes. And you know what that is. And I said, a sideline pass.
0: <laughs> we're still working on it. You can
2: that. go down there. I can't. It's all good. Yeah, we're working on it. It's all good.
0: Here is your show lineup on this Halloween weekend, which presents arguably... The biggest mystery game of the season for BYU football. What should we expect? Does anyone know? (laughs) We need a super sleuth to answer some of our questions. Maybe our Sherlock is Dennis Pitta, who joins us live on game day eve with his solutions.
2: I had two birthday wishes. One was that Dennis (laughs) wouldn't be on the show the day before.
0: (laughs) Well, if it were your actual birthday, maybe that would happen. But it's the Uh, day before.
2: True, it's not my birthday.
0: Senior forward Cameron Tucker of BYU Women's Soccer previews a massive ranked matchup for the 11th-ranked Cougars at number 25 Santa Clara, their longtime WCC rivals. Plus, as mentioned, Tom Homo's latest Halloween costume extravaganza. Can't wait, dude. What will the BYU athletic director show up as this year? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: Number 25 Brigham Young University football hosts Virginia tomorrow night. I don't know if you knew this, Bronco Mendenhall's head coach at UVA. The Who's. He says Armstrong, Brendan Armstrong, reminds him of BYU's winningest quarterback ever.
1: Max Hall, probably,
2: um, in terms of personality and, and temperament and style. Uh, and it's never fair, right, because it's no way a complete um, an accurate uh, comparison. But, but uh, since the question was asked, I would, that's probably the closest one. Um, and that would be a compliment to both because, um, I, man, they're both really good players. It's quite a compliment. Absolutely. BYU Radio's Cougar pregame Live starts at 8 Eastern. BYU TV's Countdown to kickoff at 9 Eastern.
0: BYU men's basketball tips off the exhibition part of their season tonight in the blue and white scrimmage 9 p.m. Eastern. On BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Admission is free for anybody in the area that wants to attend. The Cougars will showcase nine new players. See the new look Cougars tonight.
2: Cougars in the NFL this weekend. A couple of head to head matchups of note. Fred Warner and the Niners play Kyros Tonga's Bears. Kyle Van and the Patriots play Michael Davis's Chargers.
0: Seventh-ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeps struggling San Francisco as called by Jerem Jordan and Amy Gant last night, extending the Cougars' win streak to 12 matches. BYU will host Santa Clara tomorrow, 3 Eastern, at the Smithfield House, live on Jerem's birthday on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Cougars in pursuit of WCC perfection. Let's
2: go, man. Number 11 women's soccer at number 25 Santa Clara, won the national championship last year. Listen to that one with old man Shep. Starting at 4 Eastern on BYU Radio tomorrow, 1079 FM in the BYU Cougars app. Also, Michaela Coolahan is a finalist for the 2021 Senior Class Award. Not surprising.
0: A couple of top 10 BYU teams in action today, specifically third ranked BYU Women's Cross Country, the defending national champions, and seventh ranked BYU Men's Cross Country, both competing in the WCC Championships today starting at 1 PM Eastern. Men's Cross Country. Working toward what they hope is a seventh consecutive WCC crown. Go. The women are going for what they hope is a fourth consecutive WCC title.
2: Women's Hoops held its blue and white scrimmage last night. The starters played the backup. It was carnage. Uh, the starters won by, I think, uh, 37. Paisley Harding and Lauren Gustin scored 14 each. Right. Also, Gustin is on the 20 person Katrina McClain Award watch list for top power forward. Season starts November 9th. Good for Lauren.
0: She plays bigger than she actually is.
2: She's a great rebounder. It's a like, common phrase rebounder.
0: we hear. Yeah, she's yeah. six feet, but, man, she rebounds the basketball like she might as well them, be 6'6". Get them elbows up, you know? Incredible, incredible rebounder for BYU. BYU Women's Tennis starts the Rice Invitational today in the city of Houston. They'll play there through tomorrow. Good luck to the ladies. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Ah, we have entered one of the biggest mysteries in the BYU football 2021 season. Virginia visits the 25th-ranked Cougars tomorrow, and we have so many questions. We're not sure what to expect. We're fascinated by it. We're baffled by it. And we're going to discuss our biggest questions today as it pertains to the Cougars and Cavaliers when Bronco Mendenhall makes his return. First of all, Jerem, Virginia brings in one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country. We've talked about him a lot this week, yep, and rightly so, because he's really good. Brennan Armstrong, who you pointed out, has one of the better names for a quarterback in the country. Great name. Armstrong. Mm -hmm. It's a fitting description. as we learned. First question, (laughs) answer this mystery, Jerem. Can
2: BYU
0: slow down Brennan Armstrong, who's passing for over 400 yards a game?
2: Heck yeah, dude. BYU can. What if I told you BYU's only given up five passing touchdowns all year? Fun fact. I like. Uh, (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Tied for sixth. BYU's giving up 239 a game. Armstrong's uh, throwing for 404. The average BYU opponent quarterback is throwing for uh, 239 yards. Let's go. Um, you know, one pick a game exactly. 22 of 34. Armstrong averages 30 of 47, 404, about three touchdowns and a pick. Yes, he can be slowed down. He can be slowed down. He's exploded a couple of times, but uh, I, I think this BYU defense is better, especially on the back end. Obviously, the defensive line is not getting the pressure that we're hoping for. They're banged up. They're probably going to drop it quite a bit, but that has worked in the past successfully. I don't, it doesn't mean he's not going to go crazy, but crazy at 300 and, like, two touchdowns might be enough to win.
0: Yeah, 300 and two touchdowns is a downgrade from what he's been doing, <laughs> which sounds crazy, right? Yes. BYU hasn't faced any good quarterbacks this year, Spencer. Uh, yeah, they have. Jaden Daniels is a pretty good quarterback. Pretty Arizona good quarterback. State, right? Yeah. yeah, they face some athletes. So I like the drop-8 capability of BYU. It'll be conservative and frustrating for fans like, How come they're not sacking the quarterback? They're not getting pressure on him. Maybe that's they're the
2: hoping you... it takes a long drive. Yes,
0: yeah. maybe that's or how throw you the slow pin. down Brandon Armstrong. Holding. Yeah. Okay, number two, Jerem. which will play a bigger factor in tomorrow night's game: Jaron Hall's arm or Jaron Hall's
2: legs? I think his right arm. He's not top twenty-two completions. I think he needs to go in the high twenties in this one. I know his legs can be a weapon, but I'm going to go with his arm here. It's going to be
0: his arm. As much as we want to see Jaron Hall use his legs more, it's just not the predominant part of his game. And Virginia... With the rib injury. Yeah, Yeah. with the rib injury, for sure. And Virginia is not great at pass defense. They're not great at rush defense. He's going to hand the ball off a ton to Tyler Algier, too. Yep, Yep. That's going to be okay. Jaron Hall's arm will play a bigger factor than his legs tomorrow. Okay, question number three in this Mm -hmm. mystery of mysteries. Will the BYU defense hold Virginia under 400 yards passing? We just talked about Brandon Armstrong. You think it's going to happen?
2: BYU's allowed 300-plus in two of the eight games. That's it, okay? Uh, Season high, 345 versus Arizona. Anomaly. 314 at Utah State. Baylor ran for 303. I don't see – like, if you can run on BYU, BYU's toast, right? If you can run on anyone to the tune of 300, you're going to crush that team. That's not uncommon, right? So, um, no, BYU's going to be just fine. I think BYU is going to be just fine in this regard.
0: You're making me feel a lot better about I'm this. I'm
2: feeling scenario. good, man. It's your birthday tomorrow. I'm also excited BYU, about – BYU can't lose on your birthday. I'm mainly excited about Tom coming in <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> yes, BYU can
0: slow down Brennan Armstrong, which means they have the capability of holding Virginia under 400 yards passing. Yes. BYU's defense yes. on the back side in the past offense is pretty good.
2: Yes. They're, they're pretty Minus good. Minus Malik, Malik Moore's drops. Granted, he had a pick in the end zone, right? BYU has multiple picks in the end zone this okay. year. Let's go. Payne at Baylor?
0: One I want to bring up, okay, and we talked about this a little bit, is winning the turnover margin yes. enough for BYU tomorrow against Virginia.
2: No, there are more elements to the game. Like, you can overcome being minus one. It, when was the turnover? At what, what, what point of the game? When, da, da, da. Like, Jaron Hall's pick against Boise State didn't matter. You know? When you fumble in the red zone or the other team's red zone, now that's yeah. a bigger deal.
0: Now, what if I told you, that BYU when they don't turn the ball over under Kalani Satake, not just at home, anywhere, are twenty and one in the pretty Satake good. era it's with good. no turnovers.
2: There's more to the game than this though. Yeah. It's
0: a big factor. That's for a great sure.
2: stat. There are more to, there's more to the game, I Twenty
0: think. and one when they have no turnovers. Pretty amazing. If BYU's that's in the that's not necessarily, shootout, that's it, not necessarily it, winning the turnover margin, it's just right, they have
2: zero. Right, right, right. Um, when BYU takes care of the ball. But I think against Virginia, BYU probably has to bring in a little more on offense. Okay. Yeah. So now, you have to be more aggressive.
0: For maybe the biggest mystery, at least of this day yes. before the game.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Is what will athletic director Tom Holmo dress up okay. as for Halloween?
2: I gotta make room for it. We're Halloween. about
0: to find out. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. anticipate and wait for this day each year because <laughs> he seemingly outdoes himself every year with this costume. I cannot
2: wait. Okay. I can he's about to walk in here. Now in,
0: in the past, we've seen the likes of Albert Einstein. How about... Ernesto de la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. The genie from Aladdin.
2: The Mad Hatter. Oh. Abraham Lincoln. More like Abraham Lincoln. Voldemort was epic and downright frightening. He who shall not be named, please.
0: Last year, the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. So this year, who or what is Tom Homo? Here comes the athletic director... Into Studio B. We
2: don't know what he is.
0: I'm so excited! Oh! It's Rafiki. Rafiki oh. <laughs> from the <Lions. laughs> It's time! <laughs> it's <is> time.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's up, dude? Oh, I God. can I can barely tell it to you.
1: I'm looking for one of my. Friends from the jungle. (laughs) Yes. Cosmo the Cougar. Cosmo
2: the Cougar. Where is Cosmo the Cougar? Uh,
1: You've done it again, Tom. You
0: outdid yourself. Tom? I mean Rafiki. Oh, thank you. I I questioned. I was like, there's no way he can he can do more than he's done. And you've done it. (laughs) This
1: is this is amazing.
0: (laughs) Holy cow. Do you bring good vibes for BYU tomorrow against Virginia?
1: Oh yes. Change is good. (laughs) Please don't hit me on the head
2: like in the movie. Oh, for
0: those listening on BYU Radio, we, of course, are documenting this, and we'll send it out on all of our social media platforms because this is incredible. Yes. This is just beautiful. How
2: how many hours, Rafiki, to uh, get dressed today?
0: A whole lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Probably felt like that. Holy cow. (laughs) I'm sure the preparation... (laughs) And th- months go into planning for this. Months go into planning for this.
2: Now hold on. Do you have next year's already picked out, or is it later you'll figure that out?
1: Maybe Scar.
2: <laughs> Scar. Okay. I love it. Now, now the new the new thing is that he's. He still hasn't broken character. We're trying to get him out. He refuses. No, it's okay. Hey, if he wants to stay in the tree,
0: that's fine. This is the Greg Rubel effect uh, when he took on yes, Ron that Burgundy's was, role of That years was an all time
2: performance. Yeah, that was incredible.
0: <laughs> Did everything in Ron Burgundy's voice for two
1: hours. All right. Okay, I know you're uncomfortable, so go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for that stick to come <laughs> down on my head. <laughs> yeah. how, how many hours for this oh, one to get this ready? This was
1: like the costume. That didn't didn't involve me. But putting everything together, the mask and everything with Janine and Rhonda, today was probably about two hours.
2: Man. So so today was a fast one. Today
1: was a fast one. Yeah, two hours. Hallelujah. It doesn't look like it
0: was fast, but, you know, let's give a shout-out to Janine. We do this every year. She's incredible in the
1: makeup chair and in costuming just They're amazing so I've, I've scared a few kids today <laughs> yeah we have a few <laughs> kids hanging out here me. there's one over there <laughs> young young tag he <laughs> thinks that rafiki has overtaken
2: B. <laughs> yes it's it's too real yeah uh how'd you pick this one what was the decision well
1: for? i think um i love the lion king and a lot of times when i get on a plane I'll I'll watch a movie. I'll read a book, and there's not enough time to watch a whole movie. So I'll jump to certain movies, and I always fast forward on Delta to the part where Rafiki is talking to Mufasa. Well, not Mufasa and sorry, Simba. Simba.
2: Sorry, Simba. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: I love that part. And one day I was just chilling on a Delta, and I said, "Oh, Rafiki!" (laughs) Rafiki." (laughs) So as soon as I landed, I texted Janine, and I said, "What do you think about Rafiki?" And she says, yes, exclamation point. Yeah. Yes.
2: Every time the Marriott Center men's basketball thing, was like lights out. They're like, it's time. I always think of Rafiki yelling, it's time. It's time. That,
1: so one yeah. of the things that, that I'm going to do this year is instead of having the Simba cam on the video, I'm going to get dressed up for every home game <laughs> and I'm going to do live Simba cam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lion King at all everyone BYU
2: everyone holds up their babies and then undoubtedly students hold each other up yeah. which is great. Yeah.
0: Yes. You mentioned it it it, it <laughs> changes good and there are changes happening for BYU football in the near future going to the Big 12. Uh, so perhaps uh, this is a sign of uh, you know this costume is just a part of all the things that are changing
1: at BYU. Well, there's always there's always meaning to the costume and I've never been a, anything but a person. So to be an animal, <laughs> I think that's uh, getting into. Oh, my, you were an animal on Tom the football Tom, field, Tom Homo, the animal. Oh, no. yeah. I was a Forty Nine er. That's a that's a gold digger. <laughs> I wasn't a lion or a jaguar or a bear, but so and it's yeah. changed, I'm changing over a little bit.
2: It's new. It changes right. good.
1: BYU yeah. Athletic Director Tom Homo,
0: as Rafiki is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we need to ask you about uh, the big game tomorrow night, the return of your good friend Bronco Mendenhall. The I know Provo. you've always
2: wanted to comment on something serious in a. <laughs> Bro-
0: Bronco was an animal.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, he, yes. There you go, a horse. There that is
0: go. absolutely true. There you go. Um, what uh, what type of emotions do
1: you expect for Bronco as he returns to Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't think the closer it gets, Bronco will revert to... I'm a coach. I win yes. games. That's what we do. But I, I know working up to it for months and maybe years, it's probably something that he really doesn't want to do. Come day When he steps into the, uh, into the field, everything will fall, fall away, and he'll want to compete like crazy. I've heard the stories of when he was at Oregon State and he came and played BYU and did uh, snow angels on the midfield when they beat us. So I know how competitive he is, yeah. but we do love him. He did, Bronckman and Hall did an incredible job for BYU athletics, let alone BYU football, for the whole school. And he had an opportunity to go and extend and expand his skills uh, at UVA. And so I think everybody is really happy that he's had success and we all like rooting for him. Except for tomorrow night.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be quite the event. It'll be great.
1: That's totally
0: fair. Tom, we always appreciate you coming in. Amazing. Thanks thanks for making this a spot. Where's the
2: tour taking
1: you after Studio B? Um, I got to find some bananas (laughs) (laughs)
2: Do you have to, like, actually work today in this?
1: Yes. (laughs) So one of the things is I'll have a couple meetings today where I step into the boardroom and sit down at the table and go, okay, the meeting is called to order people looking at me like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> but there's things to change, and we're thinking of changing the name from the BYU Cougars to the BYU Baboons, and from Cosmo the Cougar to Rafiki the Baboon. <laughs>
2: okay. I'm sure that will go over well. Yes. <laughs> You're the athletic director.
1: I'm you, sure you, you can make it shots. happen. You it's all good. Shots. My man, Tom Homo,
0: Rafiki. Looking fantastic. This is
1: what we're going to do to the Cavaliers tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the war
1: cry has been set oh, out. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Tom Olmo The best, the bet the AD of the year nationally, right there. And you and the costume? Yeah, for oh, sure. Man.
0: Darren Ravel,
2: where are you at? Barstool
0: sports, where you at? ESPN Amazing.
2: It's gonna go viral. Amazing. It's gonna
0: go viral.
2: <laughs> Never had Rafiki on the show before. That was new. Love it. War
0: cry. Incredible.
2: <laughs> Every year, dude. I'm not even sure where to go emotionally right now. That was amazing. Let's go to, let's go to Voice of the Nation. Yeah, uh, let's do that.
0: Our question of the day, what's the biggest mystery storyline going into tomorrow night's game versus Virginia? Now that the mystery has been solved. Yeah, that, that was my constant. biggest mystery. What was that? As Jerem said, let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. In from longtime BYUSN fan at Twiggy or Stone on Twitter. Can the BYU offense keep the Virginia keep up with the Virginia offense? I hope that the BYU defense can slow Virginia's offense down. That's the key. But then I think about the Baylor game and the defense not getting off the field will be a big challenge. Baylor was different, however, because they just were able to win the physical battle at the line and run for six to seven yards a carry.
2: Yep. Yep. It's different when it's the pass. It is. It's a little bit different. Okay, coming up, West Coast Conference Championship Day from Cross Country. Win or bust, right? And Super Sleuth Dennis
0: Pitta joins us to help us answer some of our biggest questions about BYU in Virginia. Jeremy, are you ready for the mysteries that this man will bring?
2: He ain't bringing no mystery. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us for Countdown to Kickoff coming up tomorrow, 9 Eastern time. Let's get ready for BYU in Virginia. Oh, Bronco and the boys back in town. I'm telling you, there's a ton of them. It's not just Bronco. It's like 9 or 10 other dudes, which would be great to see.
0: Showing highlights of Jaron Hall on the TV side running against the Utes. And Jeremy, it was a nightmare for the guys in red.
2: Yes, it was in Anchor September. Boy. Yes, it was. <laughs> Ninety-two yards rushing. Like he's not really busted out. What I, I don't know what we or what people expect from Jaron Hill's legs specifically. What I want is first downs in a timely manner, where it was going to be tough to get a first down without that. I think that's what I want. I don't need a ton of yards. I, I want, like, Russell Wilson-like yards. Russell Wilson's not running for 80 a game. Timely first
0: downs yes, was the story like, of September for BYU late in the game.
2: Like, 30 to 50 yards, and you're getting two or three first downs on, like, third and six that you shouldn't have, right? Obviously, the big run against Utah where he almost went all the way but stepped out. Like, it was a game-changer against Utah. But his, ar- his arm's really got to be good. Like, it has been, but it's been playing from behind against Boise State and Baylor. I want it to be playing... Ahead, right? Okay. Or at least keeping up with Virginia.
0: We're hanging out live in Studio B as we get you set for a Halloween weekend that features BYU football against Virginia, Jerome's birthday. And of course, right now features former BYU tight end legend, Super Bowl champion, and BYU Sports Nation critic Dennis Pitta is back He's on a- the show.
2: Hello, Dennis.
3: Trick-or-treat,
1: Jerome. <laughs>
2: I I wanted two things for my birthday, and one of them just didn't happen. So there you go. I'm going to be honest. I
3: didn't know it was your birthday until about two seconds ago. But if you think I'm getting or I'm going to say happy birthday to you, you're sorely mistaken. No,
2: I'm good, man. I'm good. Please don't. Dennis, welcome
0: back to the show. has clearly missed you, my friend. Mr. Musk.
3: Oh, I know he has. I know he has. But um, no, man, happy, happy birthday, I guess. How old are you? 46,
2: 47? We, we were in school around the same time, Dennis, so we're very similar ages. So I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. Really?
3: Yeah. God, you have not aged well. That's uh,
2: okay. That's not true. I look, not a day over 26, Dennis. Come on, man. Hey, um, remember, when, remember, remember when Gary Croton called you Dustin and Bronco as the defensive coordinator when you were a young pup? That's I a, remember that. That's yeah, fun, that's fun. That was
3: fun. Very vividly. <laughs> I have told that story many a times, you know, that's a, that's that's my go-to motivational speech. Yes. You know, I started at at a lowly level. The head coach didn't know my name. It was Dustin and uh, you know, now we're here. Now I get to talk to you two. So I've, I've clearly come a long way.
2: <laughs> you've, you've fallen. It's been an interesting story
0: arc, up to the top and then back down to the bottom <laughs> with Austin. W- way
2: down. That's yeah. right. I'm back at the bottom, <laughs> slumming it with you two. Yeah, exactly. You've you've known Bronco forever because let's see, your your freshman year, he's the DC. You go on your mission, you come back. He's the head coach. All of a sudden, uh, you could have left and gone somewhere else, I suppose, but you wanted to stay and be with Bronco, and then you had some ama- had some amazing years with him. How did he evolve as a, as a guy at BYU from that guy pre-mission D.C. to the head coach?
3: Yeah, so when I was there uh, 2004, my freshman year before I left on my mission, um, he was the defensive coordinator. I don't think I said two words to Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> he never said anything to me. I never said anything to him. Never had a conversation with the guy ever. You guys know Bronco. He's a man of few words. Um, and so when he was the defensive coordinator, he had no interaction with me whatsoever as an offensive player. And so uh, he got made the head coach and I said, great. I'm looking forward to meeting him, uh, <laughs> even though he was on our team and, and the defensive coordinator through that whole year. But uh, I, I really had no relationship with him to be completely honest. So, um, but listen, Bronco was was absolutely the right guy at that time in BYU football. And I, I look back at those times and I am incredibly grateful for, you know, his leadership, um, guys were held accountable. Guys were disciplined. Guys, you know, had to work hard. That was always his mindset. That's everything he preached. And, and we did. We outworked people. And, and it was successful for us. And you've seen him bring that approach to to Virginia, in my opinion, a program that needed that kind of discipline and stuff. And he's done a great job over there.
0: Dennis Pitt is with us on BYU Sports Nation. And I know Bronco at some point at least called you by the right name, right? he called you Dennis.
3: I I can't actually confirm that. I'm not sure he ever said my name, but uh, we had more interaction as when he was a head coach than when he was a defensive coordinator, for sure. Um, I think he knows my name is Dennis, but not totally positive on that one.
0: What's your favorite memory featuring Bronco Mendenhall in your time as a BYU football player?
3: So, so my favorite memory, um, <clears throat> we were in a team meeting and, uh, you know, this is one that's kind of just near and dear to my heart because Bronco is not a guy that gave out compliments all that often. And I had just, we had just played Utah, uh, my senior year, we had just beaten them in extraordinary fashion. Like you guys remember the Andrew George overtime play. Um, which I'm still upset about because I was more open than Andrew on that. Yeah, play I was going to say, why didn't you get the ball? That's yeah. for a different day. Um, and we were in team meeting, I believe it was that following Monday, right after that game. And uh, I had actually just broken the BYU receiving record. Um, you know, it's 200, my 220th catch or something like that. And Bronco um, had the game ball for me in that, in that particular Um, Team meeting, and he handed it to me, and he said, "You know, we just don't remember you dropping a lot of balls. So, good job. You deserve this record. Here you go." And you know, it was just a a really subtle compliment, but one you just didn't hear very often. And it's one that's always stuck with me. Like, ah, Bronco thought I caught the ball pretty well. (laughs) And uh, you know, it's like it's like being a little boy, and your father gives you a compliment. He's always been kind of hard on you. He gives you a really good compliment, and it just completely turned your day around. And it's something that I always remember. I always remember kind of just those words he said to me in that team meeting and, and the compliment he gave me. Um, and, and I'm truly appreciative of it, but you know, that that's not saying he should have been more complimentary, not saying he should have, you know, done anything different as a head coach. I, I loved the way that he was. And uh, again, I, I I couldn't imagine playing for anybody
2: different. Cody Hoffman later passed you, that's the bad news. But that's cool, Dennis. Uh, yeah, bro- yeah, thanks for bro-
3: <laughs> not, not the tight end records, but yes, the yes. all-time receiving <laughs> yes, records. Yes.
2: The tight end records. Uh Bronco's gonna be back in the house. It's not just Bronco, it's Ja Beck and Kelly Papinga and Robert and I and Mark Atwi and like there's like ten other guys. What do you think that's gonna be like emotionally? in the stadium, not only for the BYU fans, the BYU team, which doesn't have anything to do with those guys, except for, like, five players who were recruited, right? And then on the Virginia sideline, they're on the other side of the field trying to beat BYU. That's got to be a weird deal. Yeah, it's going to be
3: weird. I, I think it'll be a neat uh, experience for Bronco and, and Robert and I and all those guys who spent so much time here um, to be able to be back in Lavelle Edwards stadium Stadium. Like you said, I Nobody on the team currently really has any relationship with those guys. Um, it's really all of us past players that I think will appreciate it so much more. But those guys did a lot of amazing things at BYU. To take BYU from, listen, and I saw the entire evolution because I was there in 2004 with Gary Croton And things were not good in the program. I mean, there was guys getting in trouble left and right. Um, there was a lack of discipline. We weren't performing on the field. And Bronco and that staff came in and completely did a 180 with the program. I mean, they 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 got guys out of there that shouldn't have been there, that were making mistakes off the field. Um, they instilled, like I mentioned before, a level of accountability that just wasn't there in the Croton era. And uh, listen, we had some amazing years. How long was Bronco there? 10, 11, 12 years? 11
0: seasons, yeah. You guys
3: probably know this. 11 seasons. I mean, over those 11 seasons, there were some incredible runs, some really good football teams. And without Bronco and that staff, I mean, I I don't think that, you know, those things are accomplished at that point in BYU football. And so, um, you know, those guys deserve a ton of credit. And and I think now that they've moved on and and listen, we, we love Kalani Sataki and I think the program's in a great spot now as well but you see what that staff's able to do with Virginia and Virginia is not a high, high profile, uh, football program, but you know, they're scoring points on offense and, and they're, they're disciplined and they're doing things right. And they're competing in the ACC, which Virginia very rarely does. And so, uh, you have to really tip your hat to those guys and appreciate everything that they did for BYU, especially at that time when BYU was maybe at its lowest in football.
0: Sure. Dennis Pitt is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We were just going through all of the huge question marks we have about tomorrow's game, because frankly we're not sure what to expect from Virginia and from BYU after both teams have played eight games. So Dennis, what type of game do you expect between Virginia who has a high flying pass happy offense Against BYU, who's more grinded out, efficient, physical, and relatively low-scoring team. What's going to happen?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the, each team has to really play their style. And listen, if, if you guys think that Bronco and Robert and I aren't going to pull out all the stops in this game to try and get a win in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I, I mean, you're mistaken because they are going to do whatever it takes. I mean, I would expect, and Robert and I, at least with, you know, in, in my tenure with them, there was not a lot of trick plays. There was not a lot of, you know, flash to, to some of his play calls, but I, I would, if I'm the BYU defense, be ready for just about anything in this game, because uh, you know, this very well may be this staff Super Bowl um, this season for them. And so I, I think BYU has to play their style. You have to be physical in the run game. You have to control the line of scrimmage. If they can control the line of scrimmage, they're going, to be, they're going to be able to move the football and they're going to be okay. But you also have to be able to score points because Virginia is going to score points. And, uh, you know, Virginia can move the ball with with the best of them. And so if BYU plays their style and they control the line of scrimmage and do all that um, and consistently score points on each and every drive, you know, this is going to be a ball game. But, um, you know, if BYU sputters in the run game and they have to rely on, you know, just – just the arm of Jaron Hall trying to throw the ball over the field and try to match what Virginia's doing. I think it's going to be a long day for him, but uh, I think it'll be a fun matchup to be completely honest. And uh, I'm excited to
0: watch it. Dennis Pitta, Jaron, I told you he would have the answers to our big mystery. Well, no,
3: yeah. we'll see tomorrow. He's our super. Wait, your name's is,
2: <laughs> is The time I thought it was
3: Jerome
2: or Jaron. It is funny. Now that Jaron's the starter, people are calling me Jaron. It's funny. They're like, Jaron, I mean, Jaron, I'm like, it's fine. It's
0: fine. <laughs> Oh, Dennis, great to catch up with you, man. Uh, Obviously, we wish you were up here and we're on the sidelines with us, but uh, Mm. we know you'll be there with us in spirit.
3: I will be there in spirit. Hey, Spencer, whenever it's your birthday, man, happy birthday. Hey, appreciate that. I know it's probably in the future. but December 11th. (laughs) Just wanted to wish you happy birthday. Awesome.
0: I appreciate you, brother.
3: <laughs> you're the best. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll talk you're welcome. Somebody else.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, guys.
0: See ya, Dennis,
3: Bye. Get, a- cut him a- get, it- get him BYU out
2: of here. Sports Nation. Coming up. <laughs> That's enough. Coming up. Cameron Tucker, someone who's really good and being the nation's top goal scorer in a big game tomorrow at Santa Clara.
0: BYU going for its 600th win all time against a familiar face. This is BYU Sports
2: Nation. Dennis, get it. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Young men's basketball, blue and white scrimmage tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Dave, Blaine, Spence, Tyler Haas, myself will help uh, look at the team again. We did the practice, we're doing the blue and white, we got the exhibition, we got the uh, more games in regular season. We have all the angles covered. Yes, exactly.
0: He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Happy Halloween weekend, everyone. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content that you can't miss or you shouldn't miss throughout the day, you can follow us on the five major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, Jerem, Where does Tom Holmo's costume of Rafiki... Rank among his best costumes.
2: It's up there, man. Um, I still think uh, Voldemort is the best one ever. The Genie was excellent as well. Like, you know, the Tobias Funke angle uh, there. Abraham Lincoln, the Mad Hatter. Like, how could I possibly say this is number one or number seven? I don't yeah, know. They're all tough. amazing.
0: The Mad Hatter, to me, is like the most intricate. Yes. Like, I just look at that and I'm like, how long the were eyebrows, you in the and chair, yeah, and yeah. putting together that costume so that one's the most just like time consuming and impressive to me but it's hard to beat Rafiki Ernesto de la Cruz is awesome too they're all, they're all, they're amazing. all
1: amazing
2: Rafiki
0: is a new level of exploration for Tom Hulman
2: well animal now, not a person yeah he looks like
0: Abraham Lincoln And how then, do, how do you pick a favorite it's like saying pick your favorite child
2: oh, yeah, well, that's that would hard, be Venice. it's hard to yeah, do that would be Venice for me but yeah
0: That's that's, that's amazing. (laughs) The war cries coming into Studio B. As he said, change is good.
2: So good. Okay, BYU is going for its 600th win, and it happens to be against Bronco Mendenhall. What would make it extra special? Would that make it extra
0: special? Sure. You know, getting to 600 wins against Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, kind of a poetic vibe to that, right? We remember that, I think. But I, I just think beating Virginia and Bronco, period, regardless of what number
2: win it is, is a big deal. Remember the 500th? Oh, wait. I don't no, know. we I don't. don't either. Right? Um, it'd be more about beating Bronco than 600. Yes. But 600 is pretty cool.
0: Not, yeah. Again, it's like, yeah, it's a nice little cherry on the top. Right? Yeah. Okay. On to the next question. Blue and white scrimmage tonight. Jerem, do you have over or under four and a half dunks from BYU basketball in the blue-eyed scrimmage? Under four. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like the length of this time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. I'll say at least five dunks. But really, what else do you want to see tonight?
2: Just, uh, just good ball. No one get hurt. Some fun. Some threes. Some dunks. Some flow. A good time. Yeah. No injuries, please. Nothing, nothing crazy. Women's soccer takes on Santa Clara tomorrow. Is a win the only acceptable outcome? <sighs> it's hard for me to say no to this. A tie would be acceptable. Amen. Because BYU is still in
0: control of winning a West Coast Conference crown if they tie Santa Clara on the road. BYU beat Santa Clara for the first time in their stadium just last season. It took almost a decade in the West Coast Conference to get a road win there. So, I I mean, they're really good. The Cougars are. But, you know, a tie would be okay. Okay. What do you think? Or rather, do you expect two West Coast Conference championships – to be brought back to Provo today in cross country.
2: Yes. Men and women. They're both in the top five. They Portland's pretty good. Gonzaga's a good the team as well. Yep. BYU
0: nationally ranked in the top 10.
2: Yeah. And those teams are in the top 20. So they're good too, but BYU's better. Let's okay. Go. Let's go. And what do you think of the Women's Volleyball West Coast Conference championship rings? And should the broadcasters get one?
0: <laughs> Let me focus on the second half of uh, that question. Okay. I would love for the broadcasters to get uh, some swag like
2: that. Sweet sixteen. I could use that as. Oh, a, that's Heather's. There you go. Beautiful
0: decoration in the office that I currently share with Jason Shepherd.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> Show it to Sh- Shep. Did you get a ring? Oh, you didn't. It's too bad.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Um, no, he's getting. What if he gets a soccer ring? It's true. He might. <laughs> he might. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I love the detail involved there. Uh, that Well-deserved. That program is incredible.
2: Awesome. Coming up, prop picks for the Virginia game. And let's
0: hear more about what BYU women's soccer thinks about Santa Clara and the matchup with one of the top goal scorers in the nation. Cameron Tucker joins us to preview the rivalry showdown. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the
2: BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 7th-ranked women's volleyball, 20-1 and on the season. Host Santa Clara tomorrow afternoon, 3 Eastern on BYU TV and the app.
0: It's the pursuit of perfection in the West Coast Conference. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B and the women's volleyball team. Not the only team seeking perfection in WCC play. 11th-ranked BYU women's soccer will get a huge challenge in that regard when they face number 25 Santa Clara, their longtime rival, tomorrow. To help us preview that matchup, we recently spoke with Cameron Tucker, one of the top goal scorers in the country. Here's that conversation. Cam, BYU women's soccer has been so dominant in scoring goals that at this point for you, when you only beat a team by two goals, are you feeling frustrated?
4: (laughs) I mean... It's not a feeling of frustration. It's just kind of like a, oh, like, I think the other day I was thinking, like, we only beat them 2-0, and it was kind of like, oh, shoot. But then it's like, that's all you really need, you know what I mean? Like, that's good enough, but I don't know. We have high expectations for ourselves, and we love to score, so we're always trying to score more.
2: Yeah, referring to 2-0 against winless LMU on Saturday. That was an interesting game, Cam, because you guys scored in the first minute with Belfolino. Hey! Up one nothing, but you had to really battle in that one to get the 2 nothing win, which is great because, listen, people lose. Pepperdine did it last <laughs> week uh, and tied, and Santa Clara lost two to Portland and upset. So winning is all that matters at the end of the day, right? You control your own destiny yeah. now.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. All we need to do is win. So whether that's 1-0, 2-0, you know, it's always better to have more, but that's all we're trying to do, so.
0: Now we had to get you on before the Santa Clara match because of the big ranked road matchup against the Broncos. What's the scouting report on the defending national champions as you prepare for this big contest?
4: You know, we will have our scouting report a little bit later today. So we haven't gone over, but we've mostly just have been looking at their formation and what they might play against us and how we could break that down. But I feel like our team's really big on just kind of focusing on ourselves and what we can do, you know what I mean? Like, we obviously have played Santa Clara a number of times. We know their tendencies, what they're most likely going to do against us. So I think that we're just trying to focus on our strengths and what um, we can do best.
2: How long have you thought about this game? Because I know Santa Clara is a huge rival in the league. You're one seed line apart they go and win the national championship and that stirred some interesting feelings for the team of, you know, the, the super positive, nice ones were like, Hey, good job, fellow WCC members, but also like, that could have been us. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been looking forward to this game. I think that we were like last year was, or last spring was weird because they did beat us once, but then we beat them, you know, and then they went and went and win a national championship and we're all like, Oh, my gosh. Like, I think for us, like, seeing them win a national championship, it was, like, literally that's so, like, possible. You know what I mean? Like, usually teams like Stanford and, like, those teams are winning it. And it's, like, we never play against them, so we never know. But it's, like, someone we literally beat won the national championship. So, I guess, like, this game we're just super excited because, like, that's where we want to be. So, it's something that we got to prove, you know.
0: It's worth noting that BYU and your team – were the last team to beat Santa Clara before they made their national championship run. So uh, I know that you felt a measure of pride in that. Obviously, you wanted to go farther in the tournament, but you had some things to shore up in the offseason. So let's go there. Where is this team better now than you were last spring?
4: Well, I think that we just have a little bit more experience, you know, last, our team is pretty much the same as it was last spring. So we got to have like that experience of playing together last spring and, you know, and then I think that we're just a little bit more sharper all the way around the field. Like we moved the ball better. I feel like our defense is a little bit more on the same page. You know what I mean? And obviously our um, offense, we're all just like playing together as a team. I feel like maybe last spring we got in some games where we were a little bit more individual or, we weren't moving it as well, but I don't know. I think that now we're just, we're playing as a team. And I think that's what's really making us be so successful.
2: You are tied for number one in the country in goals per game at one a game, which is awesome. What <laughs> has been the biggest factor for that this season?
4: Um, I think that, I don't know. Obviously my teammates are getting me the ball and they're, a big part in that and I'm thankful for them. But also I think that, I don't know, I have some cues that I've been using before every game. And I, <clears throat> when I, I got injured at the beginning of the season and then coming back, I met with um, Sid and we kind of reevaluated those because I was like the first, like the first couple games back, I just wasn't like, you know what I mean? But I think that having those cues has just been helping me so much. And um, I think that just, being so, like, mindful. Like, I, lo- I, that's what I go into every game. Like, I'm going to score a goal. Like, that's what I'm here to do, and that's what I want to do. So,
2: You're re- referencing Maddie Sidaway, who's the uh, mental strength and sports psychologist for the team, former player. What's it like to have yeah. her on staff to be helpful in that way? And all of this is sort of from Craig Manning, who moved on to go to the Bucs, um, sort of his philosophies, right?
4: Yeah, so – we used to, I used to meet with Craig one or in a group like me and Kayla and some other girls, we would meet with Craig, but then once he left, um, Sid kind of took that over. Um, it's been so awesome, especially cause I have such a good relationship with Sid. It's been a little bit more personal, like personal with me. Like, I don't know. I'm not scared to ask her questions or like, you know what I mean? Like i will just say how I'm feeling. And so it's been really awesome and to get her feedback and she's always there at practice and then she, She's always at home games, and if I need to, I can call her whenever I want. So it's been really awesome, and it's a huge benefit to our team.
0: If we're talking about pregame cues, your conversation with Coach Rockwood before each game (laughs) has to factor into that as well, right?
4: Yes, exactly. I love (laughs) – I love having that conversation
2: with Jen. So. <laughs> <laughs> tells you to do something specific. We'll keep that between the three of us. And you do it, and it has definitely yes. led to success. It's yeah.
0: it's the pep talk for success. Uh, yes. Cam, things have gone so well for you individually and as a team this season, uh, but let's talk some of your individual goals, uh, goal being the operative word. Like right? all 12? What are we right? talking about and here? Where do, you, where do you feel like you need to be better for BYU to have a magical run late in this season?
4: Um, I feel like that I could be a little bit more consistent, I guess, like, in my game. Like, a lot of my goals this year, like, I haven't scored every single goal or, like, every game. You know what I mean? It's just, like, I've scored multiple goals in a game or whatever. You know what I mean? But I feel like if I just continue to be consistent in scoring and consistent in what I do best, then my team will succeed, you know? So I don't know. I think that that will help them. So.
0: And I'm asking you to be nitpicky on yourself. That's always tough to answer because you have had an outstanding season. Leading
2: the nation in goals for game is not good <laughs> enough, Cam. We need you, you need to, to pick to it up, better. Cameron.
0: Let's go. <laughs> hey, uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the matchup against Santa Clara. Good luck. Huge you know game. Works. Huge let's game.
2: go. Good luck. Let's go.
4: <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: Cameron Tucker, outstanding BYU women's soccer forward getting set for Santa Clara.
2: Huge game tomorrow. Let's go. Coming up, today's Rice and Shoutouts. And our latest edition of
0: Prop Picks for the mysterious Virginia-BYU showdown at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America. The official credit union
3: of BYU athletics.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. It's time for our latest edition of Prop Picks, where we make a few guesses as it pertains to Virginia and BYU this Saturday. Jeremy, you got the lead, three-one.
2: Number one, which would be greater? Well, will Tyler Algiers' uh, yards per carry average be? Oh, okay. Which will be greater? Okay.
0: Tyler Algiers' yards per carry average will be. 5.5. 5.5. He's at 5.1 on the season. I think he runs a little bit more successfully against that Virginia defense.
2: I think he'll have success, but it's 4.9. He'll have okay. a really good average, but not over 5. How many points will be scored by both teams? Combined score. 74. I think it's kind of this high, low wow. 40s to high 20s. kind of game. So
0: You're definitely taking the over. <laughs> according to our friends in the desert uh, i'm going to go I'm not with, friends with them i'm going to go with 61 points i think this will be a little bit more low scoring just because everyone's anticipating a shootout often it happens that it's not that way lower
2: but not low lower is not low yeah
0: you know 31 30
2: game lower than what i said not but not that's not low <laughs> which quarter will BYU score the most points in and how many
0: byu has been most successful this season in the second quarter and i think that trend continues 14 points in the second quarter
2: third 14 points in the third. It, it really depends really on out, the kickoff, right? Like, if BYU Bad- defers Hine to the second half,
0: if they defer to the second half and they get the ball to start the third quarter, then advantage Jerem in that,
2: right? We'll see what happens. with that. Advantage Jerem is the hope, right? <laughs> Your name's Jerem? What? <laughs> Jerome? Hello, Jerem. Hi, Dennis.
0: Our question of the day, what's the biggest mystery storyline going into tomorrow night's game versus Virginia? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Jonathan Hawk on Twitter. The biggest mystery storyline for tomorrow night's game is will Bronco arrive in the mystery machine, Scooby-Doo, and give us a treat by giving BYU football a win or will he trick us and break our hearts with this high-powered offense? Scoob! Hashtag BYUSN. Scoob! <laughs> I love Shaggy so much. <laughs> Today's Rise and shout outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. I've got a few. How about to uh, Bronco Mendonal and his guys for everything they did for BYU? Yeah. I know for sure. B- I know we want to see BYU beat Virginia tomorrow, but they've uh They've done some amazing things.
2: And then uh, Tom Homo, of course, for that costume, Rafiki. Amazing. So good, man. Good luck to women's soccer, women's cross country, men's cross country, yes. women's volleyball. Yes. Everybody's competing. Men's hoops tonight. Bloom Someone just
0: added, hey, maybe the biggest mystery is when the announcers talk about BYU's Pac-12 championship. Oh, my gosh. Yes. When will that happen? <laughs> Beth Mowin's bring it up. Our thanks to today's guest, Tom Homo and Cam Tucker.
2: We had time for Dennis, I guess. <laughs>
0: Or Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Donnie Atuaya. We'll see you tonight for the blue and white game.